And we are live! Hey everyone! Welcome for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. I'm Carol BD, Caroline Bernier-Dion, the French-Canadian who do this Puppet Podcast with Eli. Eli is right there. It's putting us live on Instagram at the same time. So yeah, we are all over and we want to connect with Puppeteer from all over the world. So this afternoon, we get the chance to connect with Moroccan Puppeteer Ventriloquist. That was amazing. So tonight we will go to New York area to meet somebody wonderful that I, I didn't meet, but I will meet with you. So everyone, wherever you are, you are watching, feel free to ask questions during the interview or write below this live where you're from where you're watching it and yeah let's be all together uh, from every uh, every home but together okay and yeah i just want before we go to talk a little bit about our patreon so yeah netherlands is with us hello stefan Yeah, and the Patreon, we have this wonderful workshop who's coming really soon. And I want to just drop it into the screen here. It's the Patreon account. So this this is wonderful that we get the chance to meet a lot of people from all around. And we get this wonderful workshop coming It's with Mr. Leo. Mr. Leo is an American who do puppetry in Texas and you get the chance oh it's lagging a bit everyone and uh, let me look at this wonderful workshop so Mr. Leo do um, during the, the, the confinement and everything he was able to respect the rules and get puppetry going around so yeah I have some some tricks and tips about promotion he will share with us on the Sunday next Sunday on 6 so this is the little promotion So everyone, you are really welcome to join us for this wonderful workshop. So have a link below, click Patreon and watch this after the interview. So now, this is the time. We will cross, not the ocean, but cross the border. The border is closed, but we will cross it virtually. I have the wonderful Eric Wright that I bring into the screen. Hello. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> again. Da, da, da. Attends, again? Hey, yeah. it's like we never lost you. <laughs> the border, it's the border. <laughs> How's it going? Good, and you? I'm good, I'm really, really well. Nice to be here. Yeah, nice to meet you. It's a real meeting, it's yeah. live, it's wonderful. That's right, anything can happen. Yeah. So I want, I always like to have the puppeteer introduce themselves I saw your Instagram, I saw some of the online stuff going on, but maybe you can talk to us about where you're from with puppetry and just mm -hmm. introduce yourself. Yeah, well, I am. I live in New York. I've been here for almost 20 years now, uh, actually a little over 20 years. I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska originally, and for those who are watching internationally, If you drew a big X through the middle of the United States, it would pretty much be right there in the middle. Um, <laughs> and uh, I grew up not knowing a whole lot about puppetry, um, but but like most people seeing puppetry in Sesame Street, The Muppet Show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, and I got more and more interested in it 
um, when I saw the movie. I, I really feel like watching Jurassic Park um, in yeah. 1993 was a big a big turning point for me. Um, I became really interested in movie special effects and learned all about the animatronic effects that were used in that show in that movie and and that really drove uh, my interest in you know in, in puppetry as being more than you know what I saw on TV yeah and I went to Sarah Lawrence College and studied with Dan Herlin and while I was there um, started learning about the live puppetry scene in, around New York and really fell in love with the art form uh, there and fell in love with the people that make puppetry happen in New York. Um, I studied my junior year at the University of Connecticut, sort of like a study abroad program, um, and studied with Bart Rockburton. And, uh, and then graduated from Sarah Lawrence. I also attended the O'Neill Puppetry Conference, the National Puppetry Conference, um, several years in a row right about that time, and really met a lot of the puppetry community in a really great way. Um, and that, and then shortly after graduating, I met Emily DeCola and shortly after that, Michael Schupach, and we started the Puppet Kitchen in 2008. We, we moved into a studio to get like into a work studio together in 2006, started the Puppet Kitchen as a company in 2008. And then um, the Puppet Kitchen has grown and changed and expanded and, and become a lot of different things. Um, and in 2017, we, uh, Michael and Emily moved, uh, moved on to other projects and I moved the, the company to my office here uh, in uptown New York City. And, um, and then recently I was cast in the off-Broadway production of Little Shop of Horrors um, as one of the Audrey Two puppeteers. And like that is a really brief, that's a really brief history of me and puppets. <laughs> and here I am talking to you live. Yes, but yeah. it's great to have like the, it's like a, yeah. in the labyrinth, okay, there and there and I, I follow you, I'm tracking. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's been a lot in between all of those points, of course. And the Puppet Kitchen, I'm super proud of the things that Puppet Kitchen has done. Um, and I, I've been able to work on productions all over the world. And I think at this point I've worked on every different kind of, I've, I've designed and built and performed in every different style of puppetry that there is, um, maybe yeah. with the exception of Viet, Vietnamese water puppetry. I'm yeah. still working on that one. <laughs> well, this is a statement. Maybe say, someday. Yeah, I think so. Cause I, I've, done, I've done shadows and marionettes and Bunraku style and, TV style and large scale puppets and all kinds of mixes in between. So I have a lot of, I mean, I really, I, once I, once I sort of dove into puppetry, I really wanted to kind of be exposed to everything I could and try everything and soak up everything that I could. Yeah. And New York area is really like bubbling of a lot of activity. You must mm -hmm. enjoy the community over there. Yeah. It's really great. I was really um, fortunate to, be cast in some like, I mean, meeting the big meeting people at the O'Neill Puppetry Conference like that. That's a huge part of the people are working in New York and Connecticut and New Jersey and like all in that area, yeah. as well as around the world. And I was cast in a couple of productions right right after graduating college, and with uh, one in uh, in one of Dan Herlin's shows, um, Hiroshima Maiden, as well as one of Basil Twist's shows. And met just so many puppeteers who were already sort of 
going and had been working for years and years um, that I was able to, right at the beginning of my career, just kind of get passed around from project to project. And it was really exciting. And it's, yeah. it's really great. Yeah. That's so cool. And yeah. it, television also going on in New York, puppetry television. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. So are you ready, Eric, for the deep question of the puppet? <sighs> I did say, yes, I am totally ready. I'm always ready. Let's, I, this is my favorite thing to talk about. I'm always ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those are deep, but let's, let's deepen it. Yeah. Um, the first is why? Why do you cherish the art of puppetry? I, I would say that I really cherish the ability for puppetry to connect people. Um, I, I feel like that's a pretty common theme that people talk about why, why they are interested in puppetry. But I think it's, it's, it is something that I, that I think is a, that is unique to the art form. I think mm -hmm. there is something about connecting through an object um, that that lets you have access to a kind of human connection that's really special. Totally, I totally agree, and I think yeah. all players who are watching right now, you could maybe chat. Yeah, I feel yeah. it. Kind of a, a spark. Sometimes I want also yeah. ask when your crush for puppetry happened. When you going to <laughs> well. Mm, like most crushes, it started in middle school mm, when I saw puppets from across the room. Um, I mean, it, kind, it actually kind of it kind of was like that <laughs> because I feel like I had been ex like I had a, been exposed to puppets, and I love you know I loved the Muppets and Sesame Street Muppets and Mr. Rogers, and like I loved. I loved the characters that I had seen on TV, yeah. but I didn't really get, I didn't really start having a crush on puppetry as a, as a medium uh -huh. until I started thinking about like what we call practical, practical effects now and movie special effects and like getting into the behind the scenes of how do you do, how you make the Muppets. And, and, and it was that that really sparked my, crush in the in the in the medium that was like oh there's these people doing this magic there's people who are innovative and 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 you know built making amazing things and i've always been a bit of a tinkerer and kind of had a, a bit of an engineering mind and so i love drawing and thinking and like problem solving with objects and so that I think really led me to have a have a big crush on on the, on the medium, and I, I you know I would imagine a dreamy future where the two of us were together, and I could just do I could do anything that I wanted, and I I could be everything I wanted to be, you know, just like any good crush. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that's a good story to get this <laughs> behind the scene. That's so true. Yeah. And, um, I want to know, like, it's always a, a personal opinion. In your opinion, what would be the best field of study to become a puppeteer? Well, I think so. Well, I mean, one of the reasons that I've always really liked puppetry is because there are so many ways to access it. There's so many things that you can do that can that can help you be a good puppeteer. Um, but I think that if you want to be a if you want to be a puppeteer, if you want to be a performer, then you should study acting and movement and physical theater. I mean, really, all of the things that are 
areas of study that are about communicating emotion through movement. That's really what that's really what puppetry boils down to. And if you want to be a builder or a designer, then you should study drawing and sculpture and um, making things and all, basically all of the fields of study that are about communicating visually an idea in your head uh -huh. and making that into something that's outside of your outside of your head and communicating that to someone else because yeah. um, that's essentially what puppet design is yeah uh, but it really like that it really feels like if you study pup i mean when i started out i felt i really felt like if i studied if i called myself a puppeteer i could continue studying all the things that i really liked to do and never have to decide on just one thing i could I could study acting and engineering or like tinkering or like, you know, how to put a circuit board together. And those would all be in service of this one pursuit, you know? Totally. Yeah. That's a good way to voice it and word it. And for sure, it's, I always say multidisciplinary. You have yeah. a lot of stuff involved into puppetry. Yeah. I love your vision about like, not no decision just do all <laughs> yeah well i mean at some point you i mean at some point i did make a decision to be a puppeteer but but it it was i really have always been very curious and love learning about whatever i could yeah and this is a good way to to kind of cat put a net under those under those curiosities yes because i'll solicitate in this yeah way. Yeah. For sure. And I want to know your definition. Like when a kid asks you, like, what is a puppet? You have your mm. own word. How you, you name that? I, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to have people who teach puppetry. And, and I've had really great puppet te puppetry teachers. And I think my definition of puppet comes from their definition of puppet. I, generally, when people ask me, I say that a a puppet is an object that's performed for an audience. Um, yeah. And I think that it, that is important because it cap it captures like the three things that you need, the th three things that are really important in a puppet show, which is a performer, a puppet, and an audience. And without any one of those, you have a different art form. Um, and I think I, I do, as it is a little bit silly sounding, but I really do like Bart, Bart Rockaburton's definition of, pu of a puppet, which is an empty vessel in which the performer and the audience share their souls. <laughs> I think it's a beautiful and poetic way to say kind of the same thing. Yeah, but it, that that's what I why I ask this question because yeah. everyone could bring something special yeah. in it and we have a, a good blend of all of those definitions. That's so cool. <laughs> I want to to know if you feel our art is in an ascension right now. In an ascension, I mean, like you have a golden age of puppetry coming in, or I think it's funny. I, the more I learn about puppetry, my, my my initial impulse is to say yes. There's like there's so much happening in puppetry right now, and there's so much more puppetry that's visible. So in, in that way, I think yes, there is a, it is in ascension. Um, but I think. The more I learn about puppetry as an art form, the more I learn about how it has always been going through waves of popularity and has never really disappeared. Yeah. Um, I think it just kind of 
mutates and morphs and changes into whatever, like wherever it can, wherever it can be, and it adapts to new technology and, you know, adapts to new um, interests of audiences and and puppeteers. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like every ten years or so, there's one production that comes out, either a stage production or a movie that comes out, where the public sort of rediscovers puppetry and it's like oh that's puppetry and you know like when i was graduating college it was being john malkovich and then uh, and it was the lion king just before that yeah. and then it was um you know warhorse uh and king kong and you know all and the dark crystal now the age of uh age of resistance and people are sort of like oh that's puppetry or oh my gosh i never knew and that that feeling of like opening a door and seeing like, oh, what I thought a puppet was is totally, there's so much more to it. I love that feeling. I love yeah. for people to have that feeling. Yeah, the discovery feeling. That's so cool. And we, we have fan, by the way, Eric, you have fan. Oh, I, I have a fan. Oh, Puppeteers podcast. Well, hello there, Adam Crudier or Cam Garrity. Yeah. I'm a fan of theirs too. <laughs> That's cool. And um, I want you to know your big purpose for the future, for your career or your company. What is your vision? That, I mean, that is a big question. Uh, I feel like I feel like if you identify as a puppeteer, uh -huh. then there's a part of you that is interested in furthering in, in, in just furthering the art form. Just making more more puppetry happen. That's really what I've tried to do with the puppet kitchen. Um, that's what Emily and Michael and I started out trying to do with the puppet kitchen was to create a place where we could make more opportunities for puppetry to happen and create opportunities for more types of puppetry to happen and maybe in unexpected places. Yeah. Um, so part of me is about that, and but I think ultimately the reason I want more puppetry to exist in the world is because I want more chances for that meaningful connection to happen between people. And ultimately that's, ultimately that's my goal. I think that's a valuable thing to want to create in the world. And there's no way to, there's no way to set out to, to make that connection and know that it's going to happen. I think you just play the odds. I think you, because it's a connection between people. So you're like, you can only kind of do your best to connect to another person. Um, but I think the more puppetry you put out there, the more you try and get better at it, the more you make better puppetry happen and encourage people to do, like to tell their stories and make, you know, through puppetry, I think the more chances you have for those, those real meaningful connect connections. That's so deep and <laughs> let's make those deep connections. Yeah, I think why not, you know, we, we need to. That's that's I don't know, that's sort of the purpose of why we're here in general, isn't it? Like yeah. to connect with people. So I feel like this is a pretty good way to do it. Plus it's one of the silliest ways to do it. So why not have fun with it? Why not have fun with it? Yeah, it's deep, but at the same time we have so much fun when yeah. we connect with the audience. That's yeah. so cool. I want also to ask you, where do you see puppetry in 10 years? Um, 
I mean, if you really want to know what puppetry is going to look like in 10 years, you, you should look at the people who are just picking it up now. Because yeah. it takes about 10 years, I think, before you can really get to what you're trying to, like, where you could get to a point where you're really saying what you're trying to say, right? Yeah. So people who are just picking up puppetry for the first time now will be the ones deciding what it looks like in 10 years. Ultimately, ten, that means ten, 10 years is not that much time for puppetry no. to change. Um, I do think you'll probably see more integration of new technologies, especially projection mapping, I think will be a big one, especially because now we are looking at a future that involves a lot more video and a lot more, a lot more people who are maybe trained in theater are picking up video and figuring out new ways to work with it. And that I see as sort of the crossovers um, is that projection mapping world. Um, but I think it's, you know, again, like I don't think, I think puppetry is gonna be a really interesting art form to pick up, uh, like find a way to make these, and find a way to make theater and find a way to make connections in a world that is nervous about getting together in big groups. Um, yeah. Is that that's just what puppetry does? It it like takes a problem and has an inventive solution to it that involves you know interesting characters and good stories. And I, I think that's really there's so much there's so many ways of doing that that puppetry is really flexible that way. Yeah, I love that. We will yeah. solve the problem in a creative way. I think so. I mean, I think I mean puppeteers are some of the most collaborative and and creative people that I've ever worked with, and. It, it, it's very encouraging to yeah. think that that I mean I know personally I am driven the most when I have clear limitations put on my creative process. Mm -hmm. If I'm given open reign to do anything, I I do next to nothing. <laughs> and so, what better way to drive creativity than than a very large limitation on on a theater? Yeah. Yeah, you, you put the, the the square and you just go yeah. into it and you, you solve the, the exactly. problem. That's so cool. And you have also an international vision because you work with so many people from yeah. So I'm pretty encouraged about this answer. It's so well said. Good. So we have a question from the audience. So I oh, will yeah. drop it into the screen. So here. Oh, hello. It's Do Mura. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, do marionettes still have a place in film? I think absolutely. I think I think I think there's no reason why they shouldn't have a place in film. I think there's nothing about marionettes that says this is this should be this shouldn't be on camera. Um, I think that except for maybe people's expectations of what marionettes need to be. I think if you, if marionettes, which are traditionally like very, um, very time intensive and you spend a lot of time on one puppet, I think that is maybe a disadvantage to, uh, to film and, and um, camera work, which has traditionally been about, been accelerated by being able to build multiple versions of the same character pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. to accommodate the shot uh, and to accommodate each version. But 
but you know, film is is a medium too. And I've seen some incredible. There's an incredible marionette uh, movie called Strings uh, that's all done with marionettes, and it's just beautiful and super inspiring. If you want to see marionettes on film, yeah, we recommend it really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true, and uh, yeah, I hope it's answering you, Murat, about uh, about that, about film. Because you work, Eric, in film too. I have worked in film. I haven't done a ton of work in film, not comparatively, but oh, you mean Murat or me? <laughs> do you mean do you mean me or Murat? I have worked in film. No, you. Uh huh. You, you, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's why we are there to have your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've done some work in film. Um, I mean, the majority of work, the majority of work that I've done has been for the stage and live audiences, but I've done film and TV work. I have a hard time. I was trained in theater mm -hmm. and working for film generally cranks up my actor anxiety in a really serious way because I can't respond to the audience immediately. It doesn't have an immediate response. Yes. And that is a different expectation of what performance should feel like for me. And so I struggle with it a little bit. Okay. But yeah, everyone have his, his uh, potential or his yeah. easy and the difficult and we work on it. I mean, yeah. And it, I think it ultimately boils down to what you, what works for you and what you practice at. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I do film and, it works best for me when I have people in the room to respond to me. So it's a little bit more like theater or people that I can get even like immediately after filming, I can sort of get some reaction from it. And that's not necessarily something you need people in the room for. Certainly these days when our, the number of people in our rooms are limited, uh, that's been something that's been on my mind a lot. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. we, we have like the co-worker, but sometimes they are busy working so they cannot yeah. If you like, yeah, that was good. Like yeah. this exactly. good cheering attitude. It's nice having this uh, this uh, stream of comments along the side, so that we can see that you know people are there and responding, and like that really helps. It's really great. Yeah, it's the the live, and I think actors or people who are trained in performing art yeah. really like it. So yeah, that that's so cool, and I will invite everyone to watch your website for sure. And you have Thank so much you. great image, and it's so rich of color, and, and yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm really proud. I'm really proud of the work that we've done over the years. I mean, a, a puppet company that's been around for as long as we have is unusual, and I'm really thankful for all of the people that have made that possible, and and much of it is through sheer force of will and just wanting this to, to, to happen. And so we will make it happen. Um, and, uh, but we've done such incredible work. We've, we've, yeah. I'm really, really happy with it. And, and you bring like so much people together and that's what I put in the promo, like designer and creator and mm -hmm. like do one, the website name. Oh, it's puppetkitchen.com. Easy. Yeah. Just have a look at them <laughs> for sure. And for cooking I, up good puppets, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's easy to remember. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Olga put it right down. So you just have to. Oh, play. yes. Thank you. Olga's, our, Olga's my managing director for, uh, for the Puppet Kitchen, and she does incredible work. So yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised that she's on it.
<laughs> she's right there. Uh, so cool. And I want for the conclusion, I always ask the puppeteer if you want to bring a friend, a puppet in front of the camera. So oh yeah. Um, well, I have two. I don't. So I will. I will do this one first because I will. I will, I will want to spend less time with it. But I know that this is um, a really fun one, and also I want to tell people about the meeting monster which is a new service that puppet kitchen has begun so yeah. ah, hey how's it going here so uh yeah with the this is a new thing that we've started here at puppet kitchen oh yeah and, uh, yeah if you want a uh puppet to zoom like a, to bomb into your zoom calls into your conference calls or whatever uh, you know there's a, just a form to fill out on puppetkitchen.com slash meeting monster and uh <laughs> And then here I'll pop up into your meeting, just like this. You know, you want to spice up your your corporate your corporate conference calls a little bit. I'm your man. I'm your monster right here. So yeah, the man. Yeah, so that's me. Okay, so that's me. All right, so now you got the gist. Olga's happy, and uh, you should all go. You all should go book me for your next Zoom call. Yeah. Okay, I'll see you, okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> and uh, but a lot of people do ask what my favorite puppet is, and I always have to bring out my grandma puppet. She's really my favorite. She's very small. I don't know if you can see, like, yeah. Gail wise. There we go. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi, it's my first appearance on TikTok. I know. This it's is great. Hello. Um, guys, are you all listening out there? This is live, isn't it? Is this is this live? Oui. This is live. Oui, okay. oui. We'll fix it. Hello. Sorry, we did you say we oui, we? Oui? You didn't oui, tell oui. me the French. It's, it's French Canadian. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Bond bon to the jour with you. Bonjour. Yeah. Bonsoir. Oh, so well, I should have known. Should have known. Anyway, it's nice to be here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Grandma. So you must have a lot of story to tell. Oh, I've got stories. <laughs> Whoo! Don't even get me started. Oh, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted just thinking of. Wow. I, 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 I'm laughing all the time when we have a puppet in the interview. I mean, there's just something. There's just something about it, isn't there? I don't know. Let me talk to you about that special puppetry connection. It's a thing. It's really a. Um, it's it's. It's a special connection, and uh, and uh, and I think it's really unique. Do you ever think about the term "most unique"? How can something how can something be more unique than another thing? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's it's special. It's special, like you, Grandma. Oh, you yeah. special. Oh, buy me a drink first, why don't you? <laughs> hey, speaking of which, speaking of which. I gotta go pick up a G and T. <laughs> How about drink? Maybe Sesame Street is brought to you by G and T. Right. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me on the show. I catch you. I'm on. I'm on. Tick, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> as soon as I figure out how to get it to work, and OnlyFans after that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. She has. She has quite a personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cool! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, uh, yeah. And um, I, I know you do some 
like uh, um, Instagram stuff, and I want if you we want to see more of your funny personality, <laughs> everything. And where will you find it? Well, um, you can find me on Instagram at the Puppet Kitchen, um, and. I guess this is a good time also to plug the live show, the interview show that I do called Puppet Time Online. And uh, we started that on Instagram Live. We're going to have one more episode tomorrow at two o'clock. And then we're going to move to YouTube Live. It's going to be great. Um, so you can catch me interviewing puppeteers there. Um, if, if you want to, you know, two puppetry interview shows to listen to, then, we, then I'm your man. Um, <laughs> people when they are addicted to puppetry they watch everything so, yeah yeah, yeah. you should you should totally stand the puppet kitchen as the as the kids are saying <laughs> oh, man, that was the name of my ex-husband <laughs> i stand him i stand him i stand by your man i'll figure it out <laughs> um <laughs> i love this character <laughs> <laughs> I bring my grandma. It's a punchline, like stand-up comedy. She's right there. She's right there. My, she's she's very loosely based. She's very loosely based on my actual grandmother. She looks like her hair is my actual grandmother. Hair and face. The mumu. She's wearing mumu because it's easy to build. I'm not gonna lie. It's like the easiest outfit to build. Yeah. But her attitude is really just me. Every time I feel like an old person and just like cranky and jaded, which is closer and closer to the surface the more you live in New York City. That really is true. <laughs> so cool. Oh, I, I get a blast talking with you, Eric. I hope that when the border open, all puppeteer can be all together. Yeah, me too. Well, uh, as soon as you're in New York, drop me a line and I'll do the same when I'm in Canada. Yeah, yeah, in Montreal, come in the winter. Get yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm from Nebraska, so the winter does not scare me. It's fine. <laughs> That's cool. So keep doing your good work. Thank you so much to have been part of this wonderful episode 60. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I'm so happy to be number 60. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. So stay in the virtual studio. We will chat after. I will just do the outro by myself. Fantastic. Do your thing. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. And yeah, we have the the Olga put again the the tag on IG. So everyone. she's the best. What can I say? She's so good. Yes. Well done. We have comments. <laughs> yeah. See you, Irene. Thank you. Yay, everyone! Welcome again, everyone, for watching. You are really welcome to see. Also, tomorrow we go to Brazil. So we have a translator, Mr. Warle Santana, will translate uh, the interview of Kelly, who is the Brazilian Elmo. So she will be in the Puppet Podcast tomorrow. So feel free to join. It's uh, at 7 tomorrow again. And uh, yeah, thank you for watching and, and enjoying puppetry and enjoying what we do. And I wish you a wonderful evening. Patreon, yeah, Eli always remember me. Say to Patreon, have a look on this. And yes, let's connect all puppetry together. 
workshop tips promotion online we need as an art form to everyone be out there and grow and just yeah make this positivity about our work and our passion all over the place so everyone have a wonderful evening and thank you for watching Puppet Podcast. Goodbye.